Hi, I'm Maureen McGovern, and I am the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Hello, hello, hello. It's time for another edition of On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak. This is episode 510 of the show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week, we have Maureen McGovern joining us. She's a singer, of course, with all her hits and a Broadway actress. And uh, some of her hits were, of course, The Morning After from the Poseidon Adventure film. And uh, the theme song from Angie, Different Worlds. And also, she was in the movie Airplane, one of my favorite comedy movies. And she was the singing nun in that one. And from The Towering Inferno, We May Never Love Like This Again was her hit song from that. And so many others. She is going to be performing at the Orinda Theater on November 8th in Orinda, California at 7.30. That's a Thursday night. Get ready for that. A great night, a great evening of great music from a wonderful woman, Maureen McGovern. She's going to be talking with us in just a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond, so get ready for that. And uh, let's see. We've got a lot of things going on. Uh, of course, like I told you quite a few months ago, we are still working on Bonji Bear and the Kingdom of Rhythm. Things are really gearing up here. We're getting down to the final songs, getting those all recorded and everything. The animation is getting done. So I'm really excited about that, but very busy with it. And uh, we'll have more shows coming your way, and hopefully we'll get some of the stars from that show, uh, from that movie, in here so we can talk to them. And uh, But more on that later. Uh, but right now, let's get into it. It's time for Remake Madness on On Screen and Beyond. Remake Madness will get this. This this is a very strange thing. Disney is looking to reboot. That's not unusual, but <laughs> they're looking to reboot the Pirates of the Caribbean. I mean, it, it's not that old, but <laughs> but that's what they're going to do. Uh, not much word on it yet, but uh, there is rumors that there will be no more Jack Sparrow. What's the Pirates of the Caribbean without Jack Sparrow? I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> and a remake of Clueless from the 90s. The 90s seems to be the thing now that they're rebooting. Uh, but the uh, Clueless remake is uh, heading our way. It's in the works. And the 90s classic, The First Wives Club. Bette Midler was in that one. And uh, that's heading for a remake. So a lot of things coming our way. And that's it for Remake Madness. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, upcoming new movies. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Upcoming new movies, Leonardo DiCaprio and Martin Scorsese will 
joined forces once again in a film called Killers of the Flower Moon. Production starts in 2019. Uh, it's going to be during the summer when they start that one. Uh, so that's looking, maybe the film will come out in 2020, I'm guessing, but uh, that's just a guess. And DiCaprio is also working with Steven Spielberg on a biopic on Ulysses S. Grant, which I've mentioned before, and a biopic with Scorsese himself uh, about Teddy Roosevelt. So a lot of things in his pockets there going on, and a lot of money coming his way too. And the biopic about Amy Winehouse is in production next year. It will follow the rise and fall of the six-time Grammy winner. And that's it for upcoming new movies next on On Screen and Beyond. Taking you down to Sequel City to find out what's coming your way as far as sequels. Sequel City, it looks like. Let's see here. Wonder Woman 1984 has been pushed back from November 1st, 2019 to the summer of 2020. And the exact date is June 5th of 2020. Johnny Depp says he will return in Fantastic Beast 3 and World War Z 2, the long-delayed sequel to the 2013 Brad Pitt movie, will finally start filming in June. And that is it for Sequel City. Coming up next on Screen and Beyond, let's take a peek at what's coming away as far as TV on DVD. TV on DVD, June 22nd. Fuller House, the complete third season, will come our way. And The Handmaid's Tale, Season 2, will arrive on Blu-ray and DVD on December 4th. And available right now, The Americans, the sixth and final season on DVD and Blu-ray. That's it for TV on DVD. Next, let's take a peek at what's coming your way as far as movies on DVD. Movies on DVD, The Incredibles 2 smashes onto DVD and Blu-ray on November 6th. And Mission Impossible Fallout lands in stores on December 4th. And The Meg with Jason Statham swims into Blu-ray and DVD on November 13th. And that is it for Movies on DVD. Next on On Screen and Beyond, it's TV and Entertainment Time. TV and Entertainment Time. Gotham will return to Fox on January 3rd for its fifth and final season. And in late 2019, you can look for Judge Jerry. That's right. Jerry Springer is working on a syndicated show where he is judge and jury. And Steve Carell will join Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon in a new untitled show for Apple TV. And surprisingly, it's a drama. And that's it for TV and Entertainment Time. Next on On Screen and Beyond, Celebrity Birthdays. We baked you a birthday cake. If you get a tummy ache and you moan and groan and woe, don't forget we told you so. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! (laughs) Celebrity Birthdays. Well, Dolph Lundgren on November 3rd turned 61. November 11th, it's Leonardo DiCaprio turning 44, and Demi Moore turns 56. And it looks like past guests here at On Screen and Beyond, Joe Matania, uh, November 13th, will turn 71. November 18th, Owen Wilson, he's going to be turning 50. November 22nd, Goldie Hawn turns 73. And November 28th, Judd Nelson turns 59. 
And that is it for Celebrity Birthdays. Next on On Screen and Beyond, Maureen McGovern. That's right, the morning after, right here on On Screen and Beyond as she appears at the Orinda Theater on November 8th. That's a Thursday night at 7.30. Great concert. Be sure to check that out if you're in the Bay Area of California. And uh, check it out. Maureen McGovern, next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Our guest today on On Screen and Beyond is a multi-Grammy-nominated singer who has been at the top of the charts on Broadway and in films. She sang the original Oscar-winning hit song, The Morning After, from The Poseidon Adventure, as well as the hit theme song, Different Worlds, from Angie. On Thursday, November 8th, she will be performing at the Orinda Theater in Orinda, California at 7.30 p.m. It's Maureen McGovern. Maureen, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Maureen, it is such a pleasure to have you on. I've enjoyed your music way back. (laughs) Even when... (laughs) Way, way back. I mean, I was was playing your songs on the radio back then. (laughs) We were all children then. The morning after was recorded 45, was released 45 years ago. Wow. (laughs) But the thing is... You listen to that song now, and it, it's not dated. Well, it's interesting because people of, of all ages uh, come up to me um, and and say how much that song meant to them. That uh, younger people, uh, you know, say their grandmother or their mother used to sing it to them uh, before they went to bed. To mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I mean, it's just it's interesting. I mean, wow. I. I performed at a prison in, in Columbus, a women's prison. And one of the young, when I started to sing, one of the, the women in the audience, just tears just started flowing out of her eyes. She said, my mother used to sing that to me. Wow. And she was probably in her, her 20s or whatever. But um, it, I, I think it's a timeless song and beautifully written in that it's, 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 specific and yet non-specific so everybody can apply whatever's going on in their their lives that it it can help them with i mean if there's a death in the family or a divorce or mm-hmm. you know a, a hospital stay and, 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 and some trauma you know whatever i mean that people hear something hear hope you know we, we're desperate these days for hope mm-hmm. and so i think that's why it's still a, a timeless song yeah how did you get involved with the film, uh, you know, singing that for the film, The Poseidon Adventure? Well, I, my first producer was uh, from Cleveland, and his barber heard me sing <laughs> at uh, Ramada Inn or something, I don't know, something in, in close to Cleveland, and uh told him, you must go hear this young woman. And so he did. He came to see us, and uh, I had a quartet with me, or a trio with me at the time. And so I, I went in the studio for the first time in my life and just did a quick demo and of some of the things I was singing at the time, and he sent it around to all the record companies. Every single one of them turned turned me down, except for 20th Century Records. And Russ Regan, the late Russ Regan, who just recently passed on, 
um, heard something in my voice, and he said, you know, I'll, I'll look for something. And that was October of 72. And in November, he sent me the morning after. And it was released along with the movie, uh, The Poseidon Adventure, in December of that year. The, By all indications, the movie was going to be huge, and that's why he wanted, as an unknown, he wanted me to be attached to something like that. Mm-hmm. And so the, the movie took off. The song did absolutely nothing. And so they ended up dropping it and uh, went on to do an album for them, which included The Morning After, but um, they were you know, moving on to something else. And when it was nominated for an Oscar in the spring of 73, uh, uh, radio stations started playing it uh, just out of curiosity. And um, by it won the Oscar, and so the record company re-released it, and by August of 73, it was um, an international gold record. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So right out of the, you know, my first adventure, uh, you know, first failed, but uh, they didn't they didn't want to quote, completely give up on us, so yeah. I was very lucky. Russ Regal was very, very kind to me and very uh, helpful. In fact, after that, I, a year and a half later, did the theme song to the Towering Inferno. Right. <laughs> and, and that was... Uh, well, I should back backtrack here. I do ramble on, so stop me. With oh, no, no, this is fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> when... Um, uh, well, let's see. The morning after won the Oscar, but there was a big brouhaha about it because it wasn't sung in its entirety in the film, and that's sort of a, was a was a rule at the time. So they changed the rules. So it, it was an unspoken rule, I guess you say. Mm-hmm. And then they they changed the rules so it had to be sung in its entirety. So when uh, the opportunity to sing the Poseidon Adventure uh, theme song came up. They made sure Irwin Allen, who produced both Poseidon Adventure and Towering Inferno, mm-hmm. wanted me to be in the movie singing the thing from beginning to end. <laughs> and uh, uh, we were we, lucky. The, the film, of course, was, was huge, huge. And though the, that song didn't, garner as much attention here as it did around the world it was a, a big uh, gold record around the world but um but it did have its uh, my second chance and being in my first movie mm-hmm. <laughs> which was fun um and meeting you know paul newman and uh, every, you know everybody right. under the sun who was in it was thrilling you must have been yeah you must have been thrilled <laughs> Ga- gaga as well <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um but so I was, that's, you know, then I became known as, it was the disaster theme. <laughs> and, uh, and, the, and the funny thing is, is that those songs, you know, if you hear them, you, you, you don't think them as being, you know, like for a disaster movie because they're, they're beautiful songs. On their own. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's Al Cash and Joe, Joe Hershorn wrote, wrote both of those and both of them won Oscars. And um, uh, the same year I did the Towering Inferno theme, I did a, 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 a theme song. To, it's called the song was called "Wherever Love Takes Me," and it was from uh, a South African mining disaster movie. I can't remember the, the name of the film at the time, mm-hmm. which was nominated too. 
but so but yes to become the disaster theme queen (laughs) (laughs) so um in those days however I am eternally grateful to the hits. I mean, I recruit different worlds from Charlie, Charlie Fox and Norman Gimbel Road. I've done several uh, songs of theirs that I recorded that I loved. And Where Love Takes Me and and music by David Shire, you know, from that time. But by and large, most of the songs on the albums that weren't hits, as it were, um, really didn't have anything to do with me. You know, I, I never never felt um it was it wasn't what i pictured my life to be let's say musically so it was it was hard for me because they the producer you know would pick the songs and the keys and and i'd come in and just you know sing like a background singer singer on my own albums Mm -hmm. and even even early things that i wrote um, by the time they got to somebody uh, arranging it and whatever, it, it bore absolutely no resemblance to anything that I wrote. So wow. it was that was frustrating. So I'd you know sing a few lines and you know a couple t- takes on it, and then I'd go in the bathroom and cry and fix my face and come back out. <laughs> Jeez. And I was just told, you know, shut up, be damn glad you had a record deal. And um, so that wasn't Russ Regan. That was the uh, um, the, the people uh, producing it. Mm-hmm. So it, it, that went on for a lot, a good long time. And um, when can you read my mind? Was kind of a second wind to my career, and uh, and different worlds. Mm-hmm. But again, the album that went along with it just were, were not choices of mine. I, I walked in at one point to the studio in California and I, and I heard he's a rebel being re- recorded and I thought oh it must be for one of you know the young teeny bopper things that you know that they were and the producer said no nope, no nope. um, you know the record company thought it was time to you know, bring something like that back and so I mean, it's, uh, that's a song I loved at 13, but never dreamed in my 20s I'd be right. <laughs> singing on one of my albums. No, it, it was fun and, and blah, blah, blah. But the album really didn't have anything to do with me either. So I walked away from recording. And I was content to not record it again until I could do it on my own terms. And I started writing children's songs and exploring theater. Um, I... I um, Linda Ronstadt, I replaced her in the Pirates of Penzance, mm-hmm. and I had had one week of summer stock in Pittsburgh, not even having done any um, high school or any anything to do with, with theater. I never thought I'd be in theater. The, and uh, went to Pittsburgh to do my one week of summer stock. I was going back to California, and they called before I got there and said, you come to New York and audition for Pirates of Penzance. So I did. I was hired on the spot, went back and did my one week of summer stock, and three weeks later opened on Broadway. Wow. <laughs> which <laughs> I didn't know how terrified I should have been. <laughs> wow, that's a big difference. <laughs> but, yes, but it it was a Valentine of a show. I loved every second of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I followed... Oh, that up with with a lot of you know by theater pirate nine with Raul Julia uh, several years many years later three penny opera with Sting 
um, Little Women on Broadway, which is, I think it was 2005, I did that and was nominated for a Drama Desk Award for that. And I did a whole tour uh, for a year after that. But of the I Sing, Let Me Cake, um, some of the, 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 the regional theater ones that I did, I absolutely loved. Uh, Lion in Winter, which is extraordinary, mm-hmm. extraordinary piece. Dear World, um, Letters from Nam, The King and I. I did a, a first um, revival uh, tour of the uh, most recent version of that. And, and uh, actually, Marie Osmond was doing it on the road, and she and her brother had a new uh, TV show that she was going to do. So I got the last leg of the, the tour, something I had wanted that was a the King and I is one of my favorite, favorite musicals of all time. Mm, good, yeah. And the music from it, just to sit in the wings and hear us, you know, Hammerstein and Richard Rogers, phenomenal music. It was just breathtaking. Anyway, that was a great fun. Mm. But yeah, Umbrellas of Cherbourg, Sound of Music, Guys and Dolls, lots of, you know, I, I love, really love theater. And, yeah. But found a new home in, in theater. Yeah. And I waited a long way <laughs> getting back to uh, I was content not to record again until I could do it on my own terms. And so I, um, it, it, CBS Masterworks was, was interested in doing something with me. And they'd keep coming in to see my, my cabaret act in New York all the time. I did several, two of those a year. And, um, you know, they would say, well, wait. We're just we're really looking for the right crossover kind of thing, and it's like, oh, okay. So I present things to them, and they'd say, yeah, yeah, that's nice, but we'll look for something. So, and they'd say, we got, we finally got uh, a, a, oh, I can't remember. It was, it was a, well, I can't remember. It's some ridiculous thing that they were interested in doing. And <laughs> I said, no, that's okay. But anyway, the um, I decided not to wait for them to help me out here, and I I put my foot down and I went in with my uh, to the studio uh, with Mike Renzi, uh, who, who was Mel Torme's musical director and pianist, and recorded uh, Another Woman in Love. I paid for it myself. The wonderful studio uh, uh, gave gave me the studio on the IFCOM. If the studio bought it, fine. I had just have to pay the engineer. And I, this was the first time in my life where I could do anything I wanted. And it was an album that just, all of a sudden, everybody listened to me in a very much different way. Mm-hmm. And it was something from my heart. And so I've all the way since then, uh, all the albums that I've done, I feel that's my first album. I mean, I'm eternally grateful to the morning after. Don't get me wrong. Right. But, but that was the first one that that uh, was for my soul. You know. So that's a very long answer to your question. <laughs> well, you you had me wondering there where you, when you said that where it, it was no no, but the, the, you said the music wasn't what you wanted. And I'm thinking, wow, were you you know, did you want to do heavy metal punk or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm this strange, you know, um, strange bird, I guess, as a singer, because I love jazz. I love yeah, okay. theater. I love pop. I, uh, you know, uh, 
just all kinds of things, uh, spiritual things. My most current album is, is You Raise Me Up, uh, yes, a spiritual yeah. journey. And it's these times that we're in right now are just um, every day. It's something more horrific. Mm-hmm. And I just felt we needed something inspiring and calm. And uh, this album is is from my heart for sure. It's all, but I've I've produced the last um, umpteen albums that I've done myself, and um, it's it, I I love doing it. I love being in the studio and doing it. And this at this point in my life, you know, I'm not I'm if I have a great big hit, that's fine. I, I it, but it doesn't matter to me. I just want to leave a legacy behind that is me from the heart no matter what Mm -hmm. and so what i sell i sell and (laughs) what i don't i don't but i i do move on uh, you know gonna have many things i'd love to record again till till uh i check out (laughs) we'll be back with more of our guests right after this short break When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, when when you had the morning after, and you said that it, it they put it out, it didn't do well, and then it sort of went away. Did you mm-hmm. think at that time that well, okay, that's not it. It's, that's not the one that's going to be the, the the song. And then then it comes back. Did you did you at, for, when it first went away? Did you figure well, okay, I'll move on to something else. Um, I was just grateful to have a deal, a record deal at that time, hoping that, you know, if that didn't work, something else, you know, when you're young, it's like you kind of, um, roll the punches. It's like, oh, whatever. Okay. You know, I have this, um, vision (laughs) that I'm heading toward, but I'll, you know, I'll, I'll find my way through all this. And again, the, you know, the songs that I love are the, the ones that, people gravitated to but but to there was no the albums were not the at the, the heart of me you know the, yeah. the it, those songs were fine but but uh but the albums never represented me and so um i just i just it took me a long time to hold my ground and and, and find my way but you know you go that's that showbiz you go yeah. through as, as what did Betty uh, Davis say? You know, showbiz ain't for sissies. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> just, uh, and that that must be hard one, because one foot in front of the other. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, you know, I mean, I actually, I actually went back to being a secretary, mm-hmm. uh, something I never hoped to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, at, between the morning after and uh, at, I did three albums for. Uh, uh, the morning after Academy Award performance, and I forget there was a third one in there, and and then, you know, the company dropped me, and uh, and my 
my records were still playing well around the world, and so I couldn't get arrested here for for a gig. And so, you know, I I went to work with a a friend um, in Marina del Rey as a secretary, mm-hmm. and under an assumed name, <laughs> and uh, he would. I, you know, I would get a call. Can you be in the south of France on Sunday? So okay, you know, or wow. in the Philippines, or in the <laughs> South America. And he, his wife would come in and fill in for me. He, he I have had may, many angels in my life. He was one. Wow. Um, and uh, Frank Colder was his name. And you know, it, I, I was, I, I didn't think I would do another movie theme. And when. Uh, I was asked to sing the theme um, from from Superman. I thought, oh, another movie theme, okay. <laughs> but I heard it and I loved it. It and is a beautiful John, song, John Williams. And the sad part is, it wasn't eligible because it wasn't sung. It was spoken in the movie. The mm-hmm. um, uh, Margot Kidder, right. uh, you know, spoke the words rather during the flying scene. And so, due to a technicality, it wasn't. But I think it's a John Williams and Leslie Burkus song, a piece that is just beautiful, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, and then had luck with different worlds. But again, again, the albums were not my choices. My my, you know, for my soul. So, mm-hmm. so um, that's when I, when those two songs were a second wind for me. Yeah. And and I, pro- I would not have gotten Pirates of Penzance if I hadn't done Different Worlds because they, I did some high stuff in there and somebody in, in Joe Papp's office said, you know, I think she can hit those because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they needed somebody who uh, who can hit uh, coloratura things. Yeah. I hope you sing these songs that in your show that you're going to be doing. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's good. I mean, we because well, I do the, the, my show right now. Um, I I do have several of them. One is uh, women singer songwriters called "Sing My Sister Sing," mm-hmm. and but mostly I do a long winding road, which was an album that I did, and and uh, that's men and women of of the '60s and '70s. So these were songwriters that uh, inspired me on my you know my coming of age years um, mm-hmm. on my way to the morning after uh, Randy Newman and James Taylor and Carol King and Joni Mitchell and oh, yeah. you know just a, a ton of people and so the I have the first act that I do is is basically boomer reinventions I mean I I, I, I find what's uh, relevant about the song today because uh, when you look at you know these these were always thought of as you know it's it's boomer kids songs mm-hmm. yep. basically <laughs> I mean but you know and and not always taken seriously but I mean James Taylor is brilliant and, and Joni Mitchell is brilliant and Carol King and Randy Newman and all the all those people have incredible uh, Jimmy Webb I mean his the moon's a harsh mistress to me is as exquisite an art piece as all the things you are and. Skylark and you know my favorite uh, 30s and 40s songs but I mean they're great American songbook songs so the the great American pop songbook I think has has an incredible writing mm-hmm. from yep. that time so anyway I do that the second half of, of the show that I'm currently doing 
is um, and there's a little bit of jazz thrown in there too um, in both both sets. But this second half is um, a movie music, and so my love for movie music through the years. So I'm doing songs from from different. Um, films that I loved as a kid and sort of at of course at the end comes the morning after and mm-hmm. <laughs> can you read my can you read my mind and we may never love like this again yeah wow that's great now it's fun it's a fun night I'm sure it, really it is. is yeah you know and, and now uh, once again I just want to remind people that Thursday November 8th you will be at the Orinda Theater in Orinda California at 7:30 for a performance and um this theater that you're going to be in is it, it's it's a beautiful theater i mean <laughs> this is really you know the old style movie theaters and everything uh, oh i love that with yeah. i mean you know performing center that you can perform in but it's it's so intimate that everybody i mean no matter where they are they can see you up close it's not like you're in a a huge you know, theater or, or arena or something where, you know, you see a little speck down on the ground mm-hmm. and, and you see it on TV. You know? <laughs> right. But, no, I love intimate theaters like that. Yeah. yeah. I just finished a tour, a seven-week tour that uh, we we were everywhere from South Dakota all the way to the East Coast. <laughs> wow. And we, had, we had a great time. Now, you have more uh, coming up, too, right, after after the Arinda one, right? You have more? Or... Yeah, I have several dates in California, in Texas, and... Florida? Is one in Florida, I think? I Florida, know. yeah. I don't know. I was yeah. looking at, <laughs> at, at where you were going to be. I go, I go, I go one, two weeks at a time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just tell me where I'm supposed to be. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, every, every... But again, as I say, I at... at nine and what four i feel blessed to still be doing what i love no that's that's the important thing doing what you love Mm -hmm. yeah now uh so everybody should be going to see you i mean i'm sure it's going to be sold out and it's going to be an amazing show to see it you know i wish i was going to be there because it's uh it's it's i'm sure it's going to be a fantastic show before we finish up i'd like to finish up with just a couple of quick questions Taking us away from your your Grammy nominations and your Oscar wins for the songs you sang and everything else that you've done, when you sit back and relax, what are your favorite TV shows that you watch now and in the past, and what's your favorite movies now and of the past? I thought you were going to ask me what my favorite singers are. Okay, let's see. Not yet. I will. <laughs> oh, that's next. Okay. Um, um... Oh, oh, well, Sunday night at 10 o'clock, I must watch uh, um, Madam Secretary. That's mm-hmm. that's my all-time favorite. Yeah? I was, a, I was a big West Wing fan, and this is mm-hmm. like that. I love it. Yeah. Um, my mind always goes blank when people ask me this. Um, <laughs> I'm an MSNBC junkie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. listen to them all the time. Um, let's see. Blue Bloods, I love. Um, I don't know, a lot, lot of t- TV and what, what else did you? Oh, movies. Movies. What do you? What are your movies? Movies. Do? Either new or old, or you know, whatever. New or old. Um, I think of the recent ones. We saw several ones on the tour. Um, 
I don't remind me I'm blank. I'll think of it when you. <laughs> that's all right. I, I do. I do love movies. We go. That's my uh, release. My you, respite. Says, yeah. Do you go toward musicals more, or or do you go to comedy or or horror or something? Not horror, not uh, musical so much, but um, you know, anything with uh, Judy Dench or Maggie Smith. You know that mm-hmm. kind of thing. That yeah. kind of humor as well as. Oh, um, Maureen, I wanted to mention and, uh, one other thing here that uh, some people may know and some may not, but you were in one of the, what I consider, and this tells you what kind of humor I like, <laughs> one of the funniest <laughs> movies that I think was ever made uh, yeah. was Airplane, and you were the singing nun in that. I was the singing nun, <laughs> yes. I went through eight years of none since grade school. <laughs> yes. How was it? I, that was that was so much fun. Actually, I was very lucky because um, oh, who was um, there was another woman who was supposed to do it. My mind's going. I am woman. What's her name? Come oh, on, Helen Reddy. Helen Reddy. A friend of mine. I know. <laughs> I can't think of her name. Um, she was supposed to do it and had to back out for some reason cancel and so it was in variety or something and my manager happened to see it uh, they were looking for their new nun their nun and um so uh, my manager called them and uh eddie moss was one of the assistants for the, the uh, zucker brothers and she was a big fan. She said, get over here. <laughs> <laughs> so we went in the next day. She helped me get an appointment, went in the next day on a Friday and just chatted to them for a few minutes and with them for a few minutes. And they said, okay, uh, come in Monday. Here's, here's the script. <laughs> wow. So, oh, okay. So I had to play. I played guitar. Uh, mm-hmm. um, I enjoy being a girl. I, all, I mean, I'm... Um, um, respect, but I also played. Uh, I enjoy being a girl, which was hysterical. Done in the, you know, like a camp, like a nun singing a camp song. Mm, yeah, <laughs> it was hysterical. But it took way too long to get to the punchline. You know, it was so they. The, the whole film was a series of rim shots. Right. <laughs> and and so they left it out. But I, it was that was quite funny. Yeah. Wow. Um, but I was yes, I was thrilled thrilled to be a part of that was it hard um, to keep a straight face it was wonderful to um uh, oh, i can't beaver's mother i can't think of uh, uh well, her oh, name my, just my mind just her. went blank <laughs> yes me too anyway she you know i, I was there when she said excuse me uh, uh, excuse me, but I sing. I can sing jive. <laughs> she knocked me out. Uh, oh God, I know her name as well as mine. See that when you're 60, 69 and four twelve, <laughs> you suffer from CRSS. And I don't know if you can leave this on, but it's can't remember shit syndrome. <laughs> so, <laughs> but that's where I am today. Yeah. I mean, I can't even tell you. I've been to four movies recently. I can't even tell you what they were. Hmm. So that's that's pretty pathetic. Well, yeah, but that's that says sometimes that well they weren't that memorable. They you know they don't right. stick in your mind. So <laughs> yeah, 
No, I like I like eccentric movies, you know, mm-hmm. fun fun things. But I'm not into horror. I'm not. I, I do like some some of the musical ones, but um, yeah. but I just like a good a good solid story and humor and whatever. Yeah. Is there any movie that you know when you see it on TV and you're flipping through the channels or anything that you know if it you see it's on you got to watch it? You know, like Gone with the Wind or or, or mm. Wizard of Oz or any of those. Well, I've seen The Wizard of Oz about a hundred million. I know times. everybody. Um, I I love The King and I. Uh, and a fair to remember when I was a kid. I remember that was just the most romantic thing I'd ever mm-hmm. seen. Um, tons, tons of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Maureen, I, I cannot thank you enough. It's been fascinating hearing you tell us, you know, how everything developed in, in your life and everything. And uh, I want to remind everybody that if they are in the San Francisco area, head on the BART, get off at Orinda, walk across the street. You're at the Orinda Theater at 7.30 on Thursday, November 8th. Maureen is going to be there. Check it out. And Maureen, thank you so much for sharing with us. Thank you. Great talking with you. A big thank you going out to Maureen McGovern for joining us here at On Screen and Beyond. Hope you enjoyed that one. And uh, be sure to check her out if you are in the Orinda, California area. The Orinda Theater, beautiful place. Be sure to check it out and uh, grab a great concert. It's very, very special, these things. These are the concerts they have there are not, you know, where you get thousands and thousands of people and you can see a little speck on the stage. You are up close and personal. Great show, great music, great atmosphere. And you can go to the wine bar right next door, you know, (laughs) before and after and uh, have a lot of fun. So uh, check it out. Maureen McGovern at the Arinda Theater on Thursday, uh, November 8th at 7.30. Be sure to check it out. Thank her so much for joining us here and sharing with us. And hope uh, you uh, like that. And we're going to have some more great guests coming our way. Keep listening. Uh, We will get back to our regularly scheduled shows like we usually do. But uh, like say right now, I am out straight. (laughs) I can barely get any of these things in. But uh, we are going to be getting more for you. And also going to get Bonji Bear and the Kingdom of Rhythm out there. So uh, that's it. Hope you have a great uh, couple of weeks or week or whatever it is. And uh, I will catch you next time. And I hope you'll join me right here on On Screen and Beyond. So until next time, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care.